longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Samantha Marcus, and I want to wish you a national talk like a pirate day. Have you heard of any good pirate jokes? No? Neither have I... Okay, that was a little lame, but I'm sure there are great jokes in these upcoming movies that we're going to be talking about, like The Mindy Project, ABC Media Day, Kids in the Spotlight, Flugels, Mission Complete, The Little Prince, The New Mission, Monster Island, My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, Fluttershy, and Gadget Gang in Outer Space. So right now we're going to start off the show by talking to Jolene, who is 12 and is from Los Angeles, and Carla, who is 12 and is from New York City, about the new film Monster Island. Welcome to the show. So, to my understanding, Monster Island is about a boy named Lucas, and he discovers his family is a bunch of monsters, and his dad gives him this medicine to prohibit him from becoming a beast. Is that right? Yes. I want to know both of your perspectives. We'll start with Jolene. What did you think about the film? I thought it was a very well-thought-out animated film. Um, The animation was really colorful and pretty, It wasn't choppy. Everything was done very nicely, and the voice acting was really good as well. So overall, just a really good quality film that I really enjoyed watching. What about you, Carla? What did you think of it? I thought that it was a nice storyline. It's not what I've seen before. And also, as she said, the animation is very colorful. I liked how all the monsters all looked different, and they weren't all the same. Yeah, I think that that's great that they, you know, have so much diversity in a film. I I really like that. So I'm going to ask you both this question as well. I want to know both of your favorite characters. So, Carla, who is yours? Um, My favorite characters are the two police officers because I think that they're very funny. And um, they try to, like, chase Lucas down and try to convict him of a crime that he didn't do. And it's, like, very, and I think that, like, their banter and stuff is hilarious and kids will love it. Wow, that's great. And Jolene, what did you think? Um, my favorite character is um, Lucas's father because uh, Lucas's father is really caring and really sweet. And um, his father kind of reminds me of my dad. Like, Lucas's father would do anything to save Lucas. He would even, like, get electrocuted by lightning. So that he was really funny. So he's my favorite character. Yeah, I love when we can relate to characters in films because it makes them much more enjoyable. So, when you both found out that you were going to be seeing this film, what did you think of it? We'll start with you, Jolene. What did you? What was your original thought about seeing this film? At first, no offense, but um, I thought that this film was going to be really, really boring and like something I've seen before. Because there are a lot of movies that are about monsters on an island, so I was like oh, this is probably going to be something I've seen before. But it was actually um, different, and it surprised me. So I'm really happy the way it turned out. What about you, Carla? What was your, you know, first thought about seeing this film? 
I like that it was kind of like a horror, like not really horror, but like monster themed. It's common, but I thought that it'll that it'll be interesting to watch. I was um like what she said. I was like, eh, I wasn't really sure about it, but then I watched it and I loved it. Well, that's great. It sounds like you both had a different thought, but then after seeing the film, you really enjoyed it. So. Are you guys both personally fans of monsters? Because I'm not really like a monster fan. I mean, what what about you, Carla? Like, what's your what's your thought about just monsters in general? I'm not actually really a, like a monster fan. Like, like those classic Frankenstein movies. Like, I've never really watched those, and wasn't really interested in those. But like, eh, I'm not re. I don't really like monsters, but this movie is great. Yeah, I, I completely agree. It might not be for everybody, but at least you really enjoyed the film. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about some incredible films like The Mindy Project, ABC Media Day, Kids in the Spotlight, Flugel's Mission Complete, The Little Prince, The New Mission, Monster Island, My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, Fluttershy, and Gadget Gang in Outer Space. Right now we're talking to Jolene and Carla about Monster Island, and we were just talking about how we're not really monster fans, but even if you don't like monsters, there is something you could really enjoy about this film. So Jolene, I know you were talking about earlier that this film, you were able to relate to it because of your dad, because Lucas, you know, was just like, his dad was just like your dad, and I think that that's great. So were there any other parts of the film that you could relate to yourself? Um, I I think I could relate to Lucas because once he found out, like, his mother, that he, the person he thought that was his mother wasn't actually his mother. He, like, totally freaked out and, like, his world flipped upside down and he wanted to, like, get out of there and really find who he is. I feel like I could relate to that because, like, if, if the person I thought was my mom wasn't really my mom, I would freak out, too. So I can relate in that way. Yeah, I completely agree. You know, we know who our parents are. And if we actually, you know, find out that they're not really our parents or they're different, I could totally understand that. So, Carla, my question for you is, were there any parts in the film that when you saw it, you were just like, wow, I wasn't expecting that. I mean, I don't want you to give anything away, but were there any parts that maybe you could tell us a little bit about that really, you know, left you on the edge of your seat? I wasn't really expecting him to turn well it's kind of a spoiler but i wasn't really expecting him to turn to a monster in front of the in front of the popular kids in school i thought that it wasn't like leaving me on the edge of the seat edge of my seat but i thought i didn't know it was going to be there and i thought he was going to find out that he was a monster another way wow Wow, you completely spoiled it. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, it sounds it sounds great. Like, it sounds very entertaining and sounds like something that I'll have to see for myself. So, I'm going to ask this question to both of you again. So, Jolene, do you think that there should be a Monster Island 2? I don't know. I There might be where, where he might get revenge on the evil, his evil, like, uncle for what he did. But... I mean, it could end here. It was a really nice ending. So, it could go either way. 
Wow, and Carla, you think the same thing, that maybe there might be another one, maybe there might not? I don't think there should be another one, because they wrapped it up really nicely here. Um, I don't see, like, anything that's, like, leaning towards another Monster Island 2, but they wrapped it up pretty nicely. I don't see why. Well, that's, that's great. It must have been a really great movie then. So, Jolene, what did you think the moral or message of the film was? Um, I think the message of the film was just to be confident in who you are, no matter, like, no matter your background. Just, like, love yourself for who you are, no matter what. Because even though Lucas, like, he was like, what, I'm a monster? Oh, no, I don't want to be a monster. But in the end, he realized that it wasn't so bad. And I think it teaches, like, other children to, to realize that, Whatever happens, it's not so bad. At least it's yourself, and you can love yourself for who you are. So the message is self-love. <laughs> I think that's a great message, and it's something that we can all relate to. And Carla, you thought that, did you think it was the same thing, or did you think it was a little different? Um, yeah, I thought it was the same thing, like accepting yourself and like self-love and how you should love yourself. Wow, that's that's great that both of you took away the same meaning. That means that it's it's a really great meaning. So, Jolene, I want to know what is the age rating for this film? Um, the age rating for this film would be um, seven to twelve because I'm twelve years old and personally I liked it. So I think other twelve year olds would like this too. That's fair. Yeah, movies are really applicable to anybody, and I think that's a good age range. What about you, Carla? What did you think the star rating of the film was? I thought it was um, around 6 to 10. Even though I'm 12, I found it entertaining. So maybe older kids would also like it. That's great. And what did you um, think that... How many stars would you give this film? I would give it 5 out of 5 stars because I find it really entertaining. And kids will love it. And it's funny. And it has a great message. Well, wow, that's great. So thank you so much for talking about the film, both of you guys. Thank you for interviewing us. Thank you. No problem. You heard it yourself. This film, Monster Island, is great. It was released in theaters in July, but I'm sure you can find it. It might be in one of your theaters, or you could check it out online. I'm sure it's there, too. Let's take a quick break. I'm Samantha Marcus, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by PK Duffler. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? 
Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. We didn't invent Kid Talk, we perfected it, and at a very young age. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, and welcome back. I am Morgan Brian Birch, age 12 and sunny LA, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We have been talking about some fantastic things, such as Monster Island and Gadget Gang in Outer Space. Later on, we'll be talking about the Mindy Project, ABC Media Day, Kids in the Spotlight, Flugel's Mission Complete, The Little Prince, The New Mission, and also My Little Pony, French of His Magic, Fluttershy, and Gadget King in Outer Space. So let's talk about the wonderful My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, um, Fluttershy. So what did you think about this fantastic series? We are talking to Sabira from San Francisco, age 15. So what did you think about My Little Pony and Fluttershy? I love this show. It was really cute and it was very lively and cheerful. And storylines were very well well thought out and very entertaining. All the animation and sound effects also created a more visual appeal. And it was just a lot of fun to watch. I know. I mean, who doesn't love My Little Pony? I think they're absolutely adorable. And what do you think of the aspect of actually focusing on Fluttershy? Because usually they focus on, like, the main characters. And Fluttershy is one of the main six, but... Usually she's in the background because she is very shy, but in this particular DVD, she is shown out a lot, and these are like some of the episodes that they focus a lot on her. So did you like that? Yeah, I like that because I think in the world, there's so many different people with so many different personalities, and they each have their own adventures in life. And it's the same in the ponies world, where Fluttershy is very shy, and she doesn't usually, she doesn't talk very much, but she has a lot to say. So this show follows her story, and I think it's wonderful to give a variety of people with a variety of different personalities a voice, and I think this DVD does that. Yeah, for sure, because we have the smart one, we have the cute girly one, we have the crazy fun one, we have the adventurous one, the cool layback one, and then we have the shy one, and all together they are just absolutely fun and creative people. And I think that I'm really happy that they actually did include Fluttershy a lot in this DVD, and I'm really excited to see it. What do you think about the animation? Did you like it? Yeah, I love the animation. It was very colorful, and there were... For each pony, there were, like, a variety of colors for their hair. And even in the background, it was very colorful with a lot of different patterns. And I think all the mix of colors was very vibrant and made me want to watch more of it. I know, like, for me, I would probably just go and be like, oh, my gosh, I I would probably watch this over and over and over again. (laughs) I would probably never stop. (laughs) So it would be like a My Little Pony marathon five days later. (laughs) 
<laughs> yep. <laughs> and speaking about which, what do you think about the voice acting? Because all the voiceovers are absolutely magnificent, and I've actually met a few of the characters who play some of the voiceover roles. Wow, yeah, definitely. The voice actors, they do a really good job of embedding their personality into the ponies. For example, um, Andrea Lipman, she plays Fluttershy, and she has she uses a very high pitched voice, but it's a very soft toned voice as well, and this really adds to her shyness and really shows how she's feeling. Yeah, because she's like, oh, I don't know to disturb you, and it's it's so cute, and also the way that she talks to the animals is absolutely adorable. And speaking yeah. about that. What do you think about um, Fluttershy's connection with the animals and nature itself? Because, as you can see, like those are her main friends besides the main six. Yeah, I loved it. In fact, there was um, one episode which actually was my favorite, which was focused on Fluttershy and her communication to animals. Um, it was about a veterinarian whose uh, office became overfilled with animals because they just liked to have a place to gather. And so Fluttershy realizes, realizes this and she decides that she wants to make um, like sort of a refuge and shelter where animals can come and go. And that was my favorite episode because she can talk to animals and it's just so sweet and it really shows so many great values and it was, it was a lot of fun to watch. I know, it's absolutely adorable. And really quickly, what would you say the age range for My Little Pony French of Magic Fluttershy would be? I would uh, recommend it for ages 5 to 10 because I think um, even a lot of younger kids would love it just to watch the animation. And there's a lot of good messages. And even older kids like 10, maybe 12 also. So, yeah. Yeah, I definitely think older kids would still watch this. I'm 12, and I'm like, yes, My Little Pony, turn on the channel. Yeah. Uh, I think that it's definitely amazing. And also, how many stars would you rate this? I would give it four out of five stars, because it was awesome. Definitely. Well, thank you so much for this interview. It is absolutely fantastic talking to you. Thank you. It was a pleasure to talk to you. Well, I hope to talk to you later on. Bye. Bye. Well, you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about some magnificent topics, such as the Mindy Project, ABC Media Day, Kids in the Spotlight, Flugel's Mission Complete, The Little Prince, Martin, the New Mission, Monster Island, My Little Pony, French of His Magic, Fluttershy, Gadget Gang in Outer Space, and right now we are going to be talking about the one and only Jolene from L.A., who was age 12, about Gadget Gang in Outer Space. So what do you think about Gadget Gang in Outer Space? Do you like it, or what were your opinions about this particular film? Um, Gadget Gang in Outer Space is a really nice film. It's not, it's not cliche at all. It's a really original storyline, and the animation for this one is so colorful, and um, all of the... All of the aliens that they show are, like, different, so I thought that was really cool. Oh, really? So, what what would you, like, use to describe some of the aliens? The aliens have, like, different body shapes and, like, different kind, like, 
they don't look similar at all. They look completely different from each other. All have like different colors, different like shapes of their bodies, the way that they talk and stuff. It's really cool. Oh, wow. So they used a lot of different diverse cast for the aliens. That's really cool. And it's always nice when you get to see that because, of course, it reminds us of Earth because um, we're always different as well. What did you think about the aspect of gadgeting in outer space? Did you like it that they, like, have more adventures in space and such? Um, yeah, their, their adventures are really cool, but in this, in this film, they only showed one adventure, which is, like, the evil warlord taking over the universe. Their adventure was really crazy, but really interesting to watch as well. Oh, really? What made it so, like, um, crazy and interesting at the same time? They, like, had to come up with this different strategy to, like, get into, break into the base, and then they had to, like, carry all this stuff, and they built everything, and then they were all just swarming and attacking and just shooting other aliens down and robots. It was really cool and really action-packed. Oh, wow, so they had a lot going on. And do yeah. they teach any, um, like, what lessons do they teach while they're making up the plans and everything? The message that they taught in one of these is that the Invas, a type of alien, a small little green alien, um, they were actually the ones to save the other aliens that were captured. But everyone sees the Invas as, like, small little green um, aliens that, like, can't do anything. And even when the Invas actually save them, the aliens, like, don't care. And then the Invas are just like, hey, we saved you. And then they feel, they feel confident about themselves no matter what anyone says. So, like, basically just to, like, believe in yourself. <clears throat> so believing yourself in size doesn't really make a difference. Yes. Well, what do you think about all the animation styles? Because Gadget Gang does sound very interesting for its topic. And so is the animation also interesting? Yes, the animation was interesting. Everything was really colorful and really pretty. And as I said, the aliens like are all really different. So like the way they move and stuff, it looks really cool. What would be the age range that you would give Gadget Gang in outer space? age range I would give is 10 to like 13 because I really enjoyed this film and I'm 12 so I think older kids would like it too. Okay and how many stars would you give it? Five out of five stars. It was really a really nice film. Well thank you so much for this interview. It is fantastic talking to you. Thank you so much. And let's take a break. I am Morgan Brian Birch, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. And our sponsor for the day is PK Duckling. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. 
We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey welcome back i'm samantha marcus and you're listening to kids first coming attractions we've been talking about some incredible films such as gadget gig and outer space and next we're going to be talking with morgan who's from los angeles and is 12 about the mindy project abc media day welcome to the show morgan thank you sure so just by reading what we're going to be talking about, it sounds like you attended some sort of red carpet or press event. Am I right? Well, it was actually an interview with the costume designer for um, the Mindy Project. And we got to be able to see all the magnificent costumes that he's been de- designing over six years and six seasons of mag- magnificent fun for the magnificent Mindy Project. Wow, that's cool. So you actually got to see what the cast and has been wearing on the show. I think that's great. So what kind of costumes did you see? And it was actually at the wonderful Paley Center, and it was actually magnificent because they had the costumes and dresses there, and they are actually very vivid and colorful. And so when you saw them, you were just, like, stunned because... He uses a lot of different colors and contrasts and combines lots of different materials and such. And when you see them, you're just like, oh my goodness, I would have never expected to wear that or I would have never worn this. And yet Mindy and him are brave enough to actually like wear this or actually come up with these crazy ideas. And I'm just like, I would totally want to wear this or have this in my own wardrobe. So what would, what would be something that you saw that you really wanted to wear? I don't think, did you get to actually try on anything or did you just look at the costumes? I just got to look at the costumes. They, they wouldn't even fit me because they were a bit too big. Oh, that's okay. At least you got to see some really cool ones. So what did the costume designer, did you ask him or her about what the inspiration was for the TV show? Uh, well, the design for the costumes, he said, was all about color. Like, he said that he wanted to really contrast and combine with color because he said that a lot of people would never wear a red shirt or a red scarf or anything like that before they actually wore, like, a beautiful gown. He said that they would always wear, like, something black or dreary before they would wear something colorful or beautiful. So he said that he wanted to use lots of vivid colors because he saw Mindy as somebody who would be bright and happy and use exquisite details in all her clothing. And 
she actually owns a few of the costumes as well, but she bought a few of the pieces. So, like, the fur coat that I got to see, which is giant, she actually bought that from a few of the retailers and such. Wow, that's so cool that you actually got to, you know, see what they use. And fur coat, wow, that's, I actually haven't really seen that many fur coats, but it sounded like it was really cool. But I think that that's great that you definitely, you know, is this like what a first time experience for you to actually see or the costumes and interview the costume designer? This was the first time that I got to interview this specific costume designer, but I have interviewed costume designers in the past. And I have seen a few costumes like in window displays at like the ANC theater and such, but they're usually hidden by glass. And this one actually they had them all so that way you could like be able to see them, but they did not have any glass or anything covering them. But they did, they said that you could not touch them or anything like that because they wanted them to be something that only Mindy could wear. And um, it was actually two floors of clothing. So the top floor was like gowns and dresses and such. And then the bottom floor was like everyday outwear. And I absolutely loved that. I think that it was really cool that the way they designed that. Wow, that, that honestly, that sounds great. It sounds like it was a really great experience. So do you actually watch the Mindy Project? Like, have you kept up with the six years of it, or have you only seen it recently? Actually, you know what? I have not seen it yet, but I'm going to catch up and then watch. And I've actually seen, like, actually one or two episodes. So, but now I'm going to, like, binge watch all of them back to back. Wow, that that sounds great. Yeah, it, it definitely, I've read up a little bit about it. It does sound interesting. So what would you say would be the most important or valuable thing that you learned while talking to the costume designer? I think that he's very kind and that, that he thinks outside of the box and that you should think outside of the box because he uses a lot of exquisite detail and um, couture and she knows a lot of different things and designs and patterns. And I think that a lot of people, they go bland and such with the things that he uses. But honestly, you know, he just is very creative with the work that he does. And I think that he's the designer for almost everything. Like, he actually did Castle. And I was like, oh my gosh, you are my idol. <laughs> wow, that that's great that you learned so much. And I didn't know that he did Castle either, so that's great. Well, thank you so much for talking about your experience at Media Day with the Mindy Project. Thank you so much. It was absolutely magnificent talking to El Salvador Perez. He was absolutely magnificent, and I love the way that he thinks. He sounds like a really great guy, and sounds like he really has a lot of inspiration, and we really should learn from that. So thank you so much for talking about your experience today. I really learned a lot, and it was very interesting, so thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me. No problem. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about the Mindy Project, ABC Media Day, Kids in the Spotlight, Flugels, Mission Complete, The Little Prince, The New Mission, Monster Island, My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, Fluttershy, and Gadget Gang in Outer Space. We were just talking about Morgan's amazing experience with the costume designer of the Mindy Project, and now we're going to talk with Morgan again, but we're going to talk about another incredible thing that she's done called Kids in the Spotlight. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Sure. So to my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, Kids in the Spotlight, I read up about it. It's a nonprofit organization that trains young kids to write, cast, and star in their own short films. Is that right? 
Yes, that is correct. And it's also for foster kids. So what happens is they basically tell these kids um, or actually teach them about the business and teach them hard work and dedication is a good thing and help them show their own voice. Because sometimes these kids, when they come out of foster care, you know, they're very damaged because they don't know how to share their opinion and everything. And they're very scared. And so Kids in the Spotlight helps them because it tells them, you know, you can share their own opinion. And this was actually started by Chai G Charity, and I think that she is absolutely serving her purpose right now because her name is Charity, and I think that she's doing a magnificent job with doing it because it's been running for eight years now, and it's actually on its eighth year currently. And I think that it is doing a fantastic job with how long it's been going on, and I hope that it will be going on for many more years to come. And it was actually, I went to the cocktail party, it was at the Distis, the District Risk by Hannah Ann, and they were actually one of the sponsors for the cocktail cause, and they let her actually rent the entire restaurant out for the entire night, which I think was magnificent. Wow, that really, that sounds great. I've definitely never heard of something like this before, and it sounds like an amazing organization. So can you tell us about, you already talked about it a little bit, but what was your experience like, you know, going to the party and everything, like, what did you take away from this? Well, I think that it was absolutely magnificent, and I absolutely loved it, and I think that it was absolutely wonderful how I got to talk to a lot of the different stars here, like Ty Burrell, who was part of Modern Family, in case you didn't know, and he is actually, he was one of the hosts, and he is just a magnificent person to talk to, and I got to talk to Mo McGree, who is part of Pitch and Empire, which are both hit um, shows right now, and he is absolutely magnificent. Kelly Stewart, who is part of Midnight Texas, which I'm actually currently watching, and I love her on the show, was just adorable. I could not get enough of her, honestly. I wanted to talk to her for hours on end, and I just, I loved her because she's so kind and sweet, and she's just perfect. And then I got to talk to Monica Coleman, who's from High School Musical. She's very smart and charismatic, and I love the way that she's just really busy. And, you know, she's actually up to quite a lot. And I love the way that everybody has their own type of personality, including Lachman Schmall from Marvels and Humans. He's really psyched about that because he's saying that right now, or actually when I talked to him, sorry, it was going on in AMC theaters. So... He was really happy about that. He's like, oh my gosh, my face is in a movie theater. And then they're going to show all the TV shows, which he's really excited about. And then last year, when I was going to the seventh year, um, it was absolutely magnificent as well. Because I got to see some of the shows. And, sorry, not shows, but the movies that the kids did. And I think the movies were absolutely magnificent because of the way that they did them. And they are actually just perfection. Because the kids, they have a lot of heart, and they know how to use their brain, they know how to use their voices, and it's helping for such a magnificent cause. Wow, it's, honestly, I'm just speechless. It sounds like you learned so much, and got to talk to incredible people, and learned a lot, and I learned a lot too, I didn't even know about this, but it really sounds, you know, incredible. So my last question to you is, what would you say... I mean, it could have been anybody that you talked to, but was there something and any conversation that you heard that really resonated with you, that really, you know, made you think and something that, you know, you could share with the listeners that maybe might inspire them? You know what? I would have to say that it would have to be Ty Burrell 
because he he said quite a lot and he was just so kind and he said that he loves hugs and everything and I just I love hugs as well and also if it wasn't Tyrell um, like if he didn't attend the event I would say second up would be Tai Chi Charity because she was just magnificent and her and I both have spunky personalities and we she's just full of love and caring and you know I just love the way that she's so kind and her and I just love love honestly wow I mean it, it sounds great I'm glad that you got along with the others and really you know got to learn a lot from going to the party so thank you so much for talking about your experience with kids in the spotlight well, thank you so much for having me. Sure. If you want to check out their films, you can go on their website. And as Morgan said, it really is a great organization. She met so many great people, learned a lot. And you really should, you know, be inspired. And, you know, if you have a passion for something, do it. And also they have um, the shows in November. And also social media is at Kids in the Spotlight. You can go to Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook or hashtag them at Cocktails for Kids at a Cause and Kids in the Spotlight. And I think that they're a magnificent organization. So also try and donate because Taiji said that one of their worst problems currently is that they are trying to get money. So try and help them with that. And then of course, they are magnificent. And then I also have some tickets for November to see the show. So I'm really excited about that. And make sure to get your own tickets to go and see the magnificent shows from these foster kids as well. Wow, that's a great. Make sure to come back in November and tell us about that, too, because that sounds really exciting. So thank you so much for everything that you told us, and it really sounds great, so thank you. We're going to take a quick break. I'm Samantha Marcus, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by PK Duckling. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I am Morgan Brian Birch, age 12 in sunny L.A., and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about the Mindy Project, ABC Media Day, Kids in the Spotlight, and we are going to talk about Blue Goals Mission Complete. 
with a little prince new mission. We just got done talking about Monster Island, My Little Pony, French Fizz Magic, Fluttershy, Gadget Gang in under, Outer Space, and our sponsor for the day is PK Duckling. And we are super excited because right now we are going to talk to Samantha about the one and only Moogle's Mission Complete, and Samantha is 17 and in Los Angeles. So what did you think about Google's Complete? Because I absolutely love this series. I think that it's really cute and it's absolutely silly. I actually agree with you. I think that it's definitely something that I haven't seen before. I feel like I'm always saying that about these films nowadays because they always come out with these incredible storylines. And I haven't seen a film about aliens. I mean, I have seen films in the past with aliens in them but not really centered around them and I thought it was really unique how there are these three aliens Fleeker, Flo, and Boomer and they report back to space about interacting with humans I guess they they spell it with two O's which is great I think it's great how there's something different and I haven't seen anything like it and I definitely thought that these characters really contrasted each other I mean Fleeker is very independent he's very he's he's just leads the situation he always knows what to do boomers this crazy character who always gets in these situations but he always gets out of them and flows kind of not the mediator between the two of them but she's just you know she makes sure everything runs smoothly but she does have some fun once in a while so i thought it was really great how you have these three different characters and this unique storyline that made it even better as a whole so i enjoyed it yeah, definitely. And I think it's really adorable how they all are just so cute and silly. So what do you think about, like, the humor in this? Because, as you said, they do have, like, the humans thing. They sell humans. And then, of course, they have, like, really weird, funny guesses about things. Like, in one of the episodes I saw that they thought a baby was, like, the human's king. So what do you think about their guesses and such? Like, do you think they're funny or do you, do you think they're just outright outrageous? I think that they're a little bit of both. It was really funny to see these aliens who honestly have no idea what humans are about and what they do. And in one of the episodes, they had a male, they saw male that was being dropped through a slot, and they were just so confused by what male actually is. And to us, it's like, oh, male, you send it all the time. And it was just really funny to see that. And my favorite episode absolutely was when the three of them were in the house that they live in and they have a cat and they're creating this jigsaw puzzle and they ruin it and Boomer is responsible for watching the cat and the cat, seeing him interact with a cat and trying to get the last piece of jigsaw puzzle from him was really funny because I just love seeing, you know, seeing the aliens, they're not, you know, they're not used to anything at all and then this cat is just interacting with them i just thought it was different but it was really funny yes it's just adorable and it's really cute and silly and what do you think about like all the different ways that they come up with things because usually when they have like things with aliens it's usually the aliens who are the dominant ones and then the humans are like scared of them but in this situation the aliens are like kind of afraid of the humans but yet it's like funny because they're running away from them because they don't know exactly what we're about yeah i completely agree with you i thought it was really unique how these aliens do take control over the situations but the humans don't know that they're actually really there but they're in hiding i thought that you know it was just 
it was really different. And I really loved the uniforms that they wore. I thought that was really cool. I love how they get a badge after every time they complete a mission. And when my sister, my sister actually reviewed this film about, I think, six months ago. And I was watching a little bit of it, and I didn't really pay that much attention to it. I was like, oh, what is she watching? That's really interesting. And she said that she liked it, and then I got it to review as well. And I see why she liked it, because, you know, there's so many twists and turns. You know, all these, you know, they these events that they face are just so unique. And, you know, there really is something for everyone to enjoy. And what age range would you recommend Blue Girls for? I would say... Probably four to maybe ten. I mean, it's kind of hard for me to pick an age range for this one because I really enjoyed it and we're both out of the age range. But I would say mainly for younger kids. But teenagers, I mean, we would all love it. I mean, anyone would really love it because there's so many valuable life lessons such as, you know, working as a team. And it's a really great family-friendly movie. So maybe just four to ten, but, you know, adults... And younger kids would enjoy it, too. I think everybody would really like it, because I think, like, they would just all laugh their heads off. Right? Yeah, it was really funny. They would just be like, oh my gosh, this is so silly, and then they would just laugh. Yeah. And also, how many stars would you give it? I would say five out of five stars, because I didn't get bored at all. I loved every episode of it, and I thought it was great. I can't wait to see the other Flugels DVDs that come out. I know, I'm so excited for those. I'm like, yay! Well, thank you so much. <laughs> thank uh, you. I know, right? <laughs> and you're listening to Kids vs. Coming Attractions on the Voice America Network. Today we are talking about some fantastic things, such as the Mindy Project, ABC Media Day, Kids in the Spotlight, Flugel's Mission Complete, The Little Prince New Mission, Monster Island, My Little Pony French Biz Magic, Fluttershy, Gadget Gang in Outer Space, and our sponsor for the day is PK Duckling. And right now we are going to be talking to Samantha, who is 17 in L.A., about The Little Prince, The New Mission. So what do you think about um, this fantastic film, or, um, sorry, series called The Little Prince? Because I think that it's absolutely really cool and amazing and fantastic, the way that they incorporate so many different things. I completely agree with you. I thought this film, the fact that it was set on this different planet, just like the Flugels that we were talking about, it's a little different because it's set on this planet called B612. And I'm going to say it again, I haven't seen anything like this before because, you know, it's my favorite part about the whole thing is that the three characters, Rose, Fox, and the Little Prince, you have a human, you have a plant, and then you have an animal, which is a fox. And I thought it's great that they really incorporate three main, you know, necessities on Earth, like, you know, types of species. So I thought it was really great that they did that. And this planet B612 is really peaceful because the little prince just defeated this eagle, this eagle, <laughs> there's no eagles in this, evil snake, and he traps him in his beloved sketchbook and you know, the snakes that bother anyone, they're on this planet. And then Rose, she's this beautiful plant, and she finds out from the snake that she actually has a family. And the prince wants to help her find her family, so that's basically what it's about. But they encounter so many obstacles along the way, and it really is just nonstop action. 
Yeah, and what do you think about all the different um, animation and action in this? Because I know that there is a lot of animation, and I think that the animation for one is just stunning. I cannot get enough of it. Yeah, I completely agree with you. The animation is just really incredible. I mean, I actually saw, you know, a galaxy. I mean, I've seen movies, you know, with, you know, just like the Flugels, like in a different setting as far as the galaxy goes. But seeing it, you know, they really, they really left it open up to your imagination, I think, because the galaxy is so big. And, you know, whenever... You know, in everyday life, if you look up at the stars, you know, you have so much imagination and so much to really look forward to because, you know, that's where you think your dreams are. So whenever they have a galaxy, it really, just for me, it was like, wow, you know, I could really imagine this galaxy to be anything I want it to be, you know, and it, it was really just very different and entertaining. Yeah, and, and I think that you're right about it being just so entertaining and everything because there's so many different planets and it's just fascinating the way that they incorporate so many different things into one series. And what do you think about all the new villains? Because now that he has gotten rid of the snake, in a way, what do you think Like that they've added more incredible characters yeah, I completely agree. They added a lot of incredible characters to this. Is the hunter, the geographer, the king, and the businessman are some of the new characters that they've added. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, these villains, I mean, the snake was really the main villain, but these new characters, I really like how they added the new characters because um, Fox, Rose, Snake, and the Little Prince, they're really great characters, but I felt like adding these new characters added a lot of diversity to it and that there was a lot more action and it was just really exciting to see the little prince encounter one of them and he tells each one of them that Rose does in fact have another planet with her family on it and they all help him and they're all very willing and I think it was really great. Yes, well thank you so much and also really quickly what would you say would be the perfect age range for the Little Prince? I would say probably 6 to maybe 15. I mean, it really, I mean, I enjoyed it too. I'm 17. But I would say 6 to 15 because there really are a lot of valuable life lessons. And there was a lot of action and the plot was really unique and... I think that it's really great to watch with your parents, too, because, you know, with the valuable life lessons, such as, you know, working as a team, never giving up, always push forward, and these great characters, and who doesn't love animals, and action, and life on a different planet, so I would say 6 to 15, but adults would enjoy it, too. And also, how many stars will you give this? I would say a 5 out of 5 stars, because I really liked the fact that I haven't seen a film really centered around a galaxy. I mean, it's not like a Star Wars. It's, you know, it really is different, and it's animated. So who doesn't love animation? Well, I definitely have been a fan for a very long time, and I'm glad to welcome you aboard. And thank you so much. So Thank let's, you. 
Well, thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest video reviews of new films and DVD releases and learn how you can become a Kids First film critic, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our blog in the teen section of the Huffington Post. This show is sponsored by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media on the Voice America Kids Network. And today's show is sponsored by the one and only P.K. Duckling. And I'm Morgan Brian Birch, and thanks for listening. I hope you guys have a wonderful sunny day no matter where you are. It's fantastic to see you all listening and watching. It's me, Morgan Brian Birch, signing off on Kids First, where we tell your kids what they should be watching by real kids, not adults. Bye-bye! again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week.